This is David with Corel Trainer. This is Cassie Green from Apparelist. This is Gordon and Firemark from the Entertainment Law Update. And you're listening to Two Regular Guys Podcast. Hosted by Terry Combs RG, regular guy, and Aaron Montgomery. The place to be for industry news. The best dad jokes on earth, along with relevant topics to apparel decorating. Prepare for the world. All right. Well, welcome into the show. It is Friday, September 15th, 2023. I'm Terry Combs, and you can find me at terrycombs.com. And I'm Aaron Montgomery, and you can find me over at oursuccessgroup.com. And uh, guys, we are here. We are in Fort Worth Live. You can see we're all sitting here. We'll see how it goes today. So if you're a live viewer right now and you're here, make sure that you're saying hi because uh, we're hot spotting off of a phone today and uh, <laughs> going to be a fun show. Uh, we're excited to. Uh, talk about what got us into the industry and then you know why why we stayed uh however many years that's been oh do we have to say how many years uh, uh, no i don't think so but uh yes I, there we go we've got cindy king hi cindy this is way better than the comment from over which is actually right there that says good morning <laughs> looking for y'all on the show floor so hi good to see you so don't go too far because we're going to be asking today what uh what got you into the industry and why you stayed Think about it, come back. So think about it, come back. Yeah, <laughs> you're still questioning that daily, right? <laughs> so, all right. All right, yeah, good to see you. Good to see you. And uh, we're going to obviously try to find out that same information from the other folks that are roaming around here. So we'll we'll see how it goes. But as you can tell, we have uh, our intrepid producer <laughs> hanging in from the side over here. So, uh, Eric, welcome in. Glad to be here. And as always, you can find me at ericcornwell.com and hanging out on the side of the monitors here. So I might be in front, but I'm still over here <laughs> managing the back end. So don't expect that I'll always be looking at camera. But the great thing is there's a lot of stuff to look at when you're over here at Impressions Expo. So I can't wait to hear more from all the people who stopped by and honestly talk more about how we got into this industry that we love. So let's move along. Awesome. So if you're at the show, we're in booth 537. Uh, back towards the back, so we'd love to have you stop by. Make sure you stay on to the very end because we have a, a helping of secret sauce. Aaron's going to stir up a delicious pot of sauce that helps you understand working on versus in your business. So that'll come at the end of the show, as, assume, <laughs> assuming that we're going to be having internet and all those things. But if not, hey, we're recording. So um, I think we have a, a special um, segment coming up. We do. Um, so we also do have a news hit for you guys here. So, uh, Eric, whenever you are ready, sir. Hi, everyone. Cassie Green here. I wanted to still get you guys your headlines this week. I know everybody's enjoying a great show right now, but hopefully you have a few minutes to listen to Terry, Aaron, and the two regular guys. First headline this week. Desert Promotions, inundated by hurricane, seeks to restart. On August 20th, up to four feet deep in places, mud washed across the parking lot of Desert Promotions, a producer of vinyl graphics, wraps, decorated apparel, and other items, and entered the building, breaking doors and windows, buckling walls, and burying everything inside. According to Somu Dusai, owner of Desert Promotions. The company's equipment, computers, and supplies were a total loss. Since that time, he and a team of volunteers have been working to get the business back underway, and there has been a lot to do. Cleanup, according to Desai, is 90% done with mold mitigation procedures currently underway. Um, but unfortunately, the type of damage that was sustained is not covered by insurance. So we asked him what the company needs. He says he hopes suppliers and other printers are able to donate or discount equipment to help him get his operations back underway. I encourage you to visit apparelist.com and search for Desert Promotions to find out more and see if you can help. Second headline for you guys today. Printing United Alliance applauds inaugural Congressional Printing Caucus. Ooh, say that 10 times fast. Um, Printing United Alliance applauds the formation of the inaugural Congressional Printing Caucus in the U.S. House of Representatives. This first-of-its-kind bipartisan caucus will focus on advancing a public policy agenda 
that benefits and protects America's printing industry. Uh, this is a big deal, you guys. We're getting representation for the entire industry. Super exciting. The caucus will provide the Alliance with regular opportunities to educate a core group of lawmakers and their staff about the issues, legislation, and regulations that have a potential effect on the printing industry. Again, go on over to thepairless.com to read more about that. Final headline that I want to share with all of you today, Equipment Zone announces DTG Days event. Equipment Zone invites all of you to DTG Days, a celebration of technology, which is a webinar event that promotes, um, excuse me, a webinar event that promises to illuminate the remarkable journey and incredible impact of direct-to-garment printing in the world of apparel decoration. Uh, DTG Days will take place on September 21st. That's coming up quickly, starting at 3 p.m. Eastern time and running till about 4.30 p.m. Eastern time. You can catch a lot of big names speaking during that webinar, including the awesome two regular guys, Taryn and Ari themselves. Thank you so much, everybody. Have a great show. Back to you guys. All right. Well, thank you for that news, Cassie, that she recorded for us uh, yesterday, I think. And um, so we have uh, some regulators Coming in, let's see, we're going to get up and uh, uh, Cindy King said uh, good morning and uh, looking for us in the show. And yes, she'll be coming back by again. She just came by and uh, Kingsbury Crafts, uh, David Gross. Hello, guys. Uh, let's see, Michelle. Uh, Michelle says good morning. So jealous <laughs> of my friend Rena. Good morning from Rena. Fat dad. Morning all. Fat dad. We have a dad joke coming even though we're here live. Uh, Kim Johnson says, good morning to three of my favorite guys. <laughs> and so, all right, all right. <laughs> well, thanks for everybody that's tuning in. Sorry if I missed anybody while we're cursoring here in the show, on the show floor. And uh, Aaron, we also have a dad joke. We, we do. We do have a dad joke. And uh, speaking of Rena from Michelle earlier there, her friend Rena, uh, this dad joke is courtesy of Rena Cooper. So uh, send all uh, um, hate mail to. No, this is actually a pretty good one. Um, okay. Are you guys ready, Terry? Eric, I'm you ready? ready. All right. How? I forgot about that. Yeah. All right. Let's do the intro one more time. All right, it's time for the dad joke. How did the bagel escape from jail? How did the bagel escape from jail? It picked the locks. Uh, oh, there's a parenthesis and everything. Yeah, yeah. All right, before we dive any further, we want to thank everybody for checking out the Two Regular Guys podcast. We need your voices. We would love to have the regulators participate in our show intros. So go to decorators.inkink forward slash intro and read a few sentences to be a part of every show. We've gotten a few, but don't be left out. We would love to have more. Uh, if you are, let's see, if uh, we're always looking for new guests. If you or anybody else you know would like to join us, go to calendly.com slash two, the number two regular guys, to book a future episode. And uh, you can also email us at info at two, the number two regular guys.com. If you are listening to the podcast version of the show, uh, we'd appreciate you sharing the Two Regular Guys podcast with all your industry friends so they can become regulators, too. We would appreciate you giving us a review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Amazon Podcasts, YouTube Podcasts, wherever you do your podcast listening. If you're watching us live right now, please join in with your comments and your questions. So, well, let's get started. <laughs> we, we, we have uh, David from Corel Trainer. And uh, also my neighbor in Phoenix. <laughs> and so we're asking everybody this question. How did you get started in the industry? You know, I got started in the industry by a gentleman named Don McCowan. Do you remember him? Don McCowan. Um, awesome guy. He said, you know what? I would like you to uh, come work for me, but take a day off your current job to try it out first. That was in 2006. I took a day off. And I haven't stopped a day since. I haven't stopped. And never went back. I, I did it. I did it. Um, he caught me with a trade show in Long Beach. I saw how cool it was. And I'm like, you know what? I think I can do this for a living. I think I can do do this. Uh, little did I know I'd be seeing you crazy guys all, all, all the time. 
Okay, we have our second question is, why did you stay in the industry? You know, I love this industry. It's it's a huge industry, but everybody's like a family. Everybody truly is family. Um, I heard you mention Rena's name. You know, I love her like a fat kid loves cake. Uh, <laughs> everybody here is just awesome. You know, it's everybody gets along. We all have common interests, common goals. Everybody likes to help people. And it's just cool making custom stuff. You know, you can make custom whatever you want. It's just sweet. Yeah. Awesome. Well, hey, thanks for stopping by. And I'm sure you need to get back to your booth. I'm going to get back there. See you guys there. Awesome. Thanks, thanks David. Awesome. So I guess maybe I can talk a little bit about how I got started in the industry, if you guys are up for that. And, and, um, do we, do we have time? We, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I should be at the end, whether we need to fill yeah, or we yeah, need yeah. to. <laughs> you to go all the way back into the deep history here? Or, I, I, okay. I, I, well, yeah, I'll, I'll try to be brief, but, uh, <laughs> sorry. But, <laughs> didn't mean to laugh out. <laughs> so, uh, a lot of, uh, a lot of the, uh, regulators know, but I started into this industry really when I was in college, I worked my way through, uh, through college, Ohio university and, uh, got my degree in journalism. And, uh, but I worked at the campus bookstore, I worked for the, for the, uh, soft goods buyer. And that's all you guys know. That's what we do. We're, we do soft goods. And, and so I, um, I was always reading impressions magazine and here we are at impressions expo, <laughs> but I was always reading impressions magazine and, and uh, thought, man, what a cool business, what a cool industry. And, and so I had this bright idea uh, right before I graduated to saying, Hey, you know what? Uh, since you have so much trouble getting printed apparel and by the way, every bookstore in America, uh, what they want their product on July 1st. And, and that's for all those kids coming for, for pre-college, all those tours, all those parents dropping off their freshman kids. And I have three college graduate kids myself. So what do you do when you go to school? You go by the bookstore and you get the gear, you know? So uh, luckily two of mine were twins. So that was one trip, but, uh, but uh, I, uh, uh, and, and so I said, you know, I could buy the equipment, you could bring it in blank and then you could get delivery whenever you want it. So, um, and she goes, that's a great idea. I'd never even seen it done before. And, uh, so, so I bought Scott Bresner's book, how to print uh, t-shirts for fun and profit. And uh, it was the first year it was out. So that's kind of dating me. So yes, we're talking 1979, yeah, 1979. Yeah. <laughs> I sold a lot of those books. So I remember yeah. the dates. <laughs> you, me, Bill Strange. We yeah, sold yeah, a lot yeah, of those yeah. books, oh, Bill Strange. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, so anyway, uh, I got the equipment and, uh, and learned by reading the book, you know, the trade shows were just getting started then. Uh, there weren't classes per se that you could attend. And so I, I kind of was self-taught. And he, here was the, the greatest benefit for me was I, I didn't, um, I, I, I had a degree in journalism. I didn't have a degree in business. So I had a, uh, I, <laughs> I had a, uh, uh, an assumption that everybody learns everything about the business yeah. that they get into. I was totally wrong. Uh, no, they, 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 somebody gets into business. Uh, they, they say, oh, well, Hey, I can do a two color print. That's all I need to know. I don't need to go to a trade show. I don't need to experiment, learn things. So, uh, somewhere along the line, I started getting other screen printers asking me, Hey, uh, can you do hats? And I flipped through the how to print t-shirts book and, oh yeah, it's in the book. Sure. I can do hats. There's a chapter there. <laughs> There's a chapter. Hey, can you do jackets? Well, yeah, it's in the book. I can do jackets. And so how about if I send you all my hat business? How about if I send you all my jacket business? And I'm like, oh, wait a minute. Wait a minute. I, I, I misread this. You guys just get into business and do, you know, as little as possible and, and make a couple of bucks on the side. And, and, uh, off we go to, uh, um, jobbing out to somebody like Terry. So needless to say, uh, about six or seven uh, years in, one of my competitors offered to buy me out. And I don't think they wanted my little Antec press or my my Hicks dryer. Yeah. No, they, my home-built uh, exposure unit. Sorry, workhorse over there. I built my exposure unit myself. <laughs> but uh, no, they wanted my customers. Uh, I was in Athens, Ohio, 12,000 residents, 25,000 uh, 25, college students, nothing for two hours, any direction. So I was the fifth screen printer to open my doors. So, uh, I took their offer. They lost every account in six weeks, but uh, off I went and I started running bigger and bigger production shops, you know, around the country and, and, uh, 
ended up, uh, it's, it's funny because about 10 years in, I'm walking through a trade show and, and, you know, how to print t-shirt book, Scott Fresner, he was my hero. He was, uh, he was, he was the godfather of screen printing. And so I called home about 10 years into the business and said, Hey, you know, I'm somebody in screen printing now. And my, my wife said, oh, are you? <laughs> and I said, yeah, I was just walking through the trade show and Scott Fresner was coming the other way. And he said, Hey, Terry, how you doing? And because I had a badge on. But uh, <laughs> and uh, anyway, but uh, gosh, uh, uh, several years later, is running um, a production shop in Maryland. Uh, was flying out to Kansas for for Dad's weekend. Ran into Scott Fresner at the airport, and uh, he said, "Hey, uh, what do you what would you think about coming to Phoenix?" And I'm like, "Well, I've never been there before, but okay." <laughs> and that was uh, 20 years ago. Went down there, worked with uh, Aaron. That's where we got to know each other and worked together in sales. And uh, I uh, started teaching the screen printing classes there, and uh, the rest is history. The next thing you know, uh, Aaron and I are at a trade show in Long Beach, California, and having one of these conversations, this same conversation, but in a bar. And <laughs> and Aaron said, hey, we should do a podcast. And I said, yeah, we should. What is that? What's a podcast? <laughs> and yeah. so, so. Um, yeah, the next thing you know, I'm uh, I'm uh, uh, doing the podcast here with Aaron, and uh, not not long after, Eric came along, started out as a guest, and then became a a, a producer and uh, getting up early and helping us set up this stuff all the time and <laughs> doing much more work than uh, Aaron and myself. <laughs> We've been using and abusing him for years. <laughs> Hardly true. No. <laughs> But uh, so then you said the next question we're asking everybody is, why do you stay? And and uh, it's like Hotel California, you know, and, and, and you know, it, it, it's true also that there are um, it's like any other business. You know, you, you're dealing with with employees. Anybody out there that that has employees for the first time, you're like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> but hey, you got to have those employees to grow your business. But uh, or, or you ordered purple and you got royal and and all those di different things you do. But. Uh, and I always talk about this in my screen printing classes. I've used the same graphic. It's a it's an eagle with wing with uh, with fire coming out of its wings. I've used that same graphic for years in the class, and every time I I push that squeegee or pull that squeegee for that highlight white that last print, I lift the screen and go, that's really cool, you know. And and there's not many jobs out there that you can do. And, you know, the guy that did my taxes. I don't think he finished my taxes and said, that was, that was awesome. I can't wait to do some more taxes. No offense to any accountants out there. Okay. But, uh, no, my dad used to say that all the time. It was, Oh my God, we just finished another tax return. It's just so great. That's right. Aaron's, the Aaron's dad was the CPA. So, <laughs> but, uh, anyway, so I think that's why people stay. It's just a, it's just a fun, creative business. And, and, uh, you know, you want to, uh, you just want to be a part of it. And, and so, and yes, I do. I do use my journalism degree. I've written hundreds of articles, several books. So, you know, all that time uh, wasn't wasted. But <laughs> but uh, um, I, I found my passion really in the garment decorating industry. So who wants to go next? Who wants to talk about? I'll dive in here. And Terry, um, I was just thinking about this, though. We didn't really think through this whole subject and then having Eric here because we're going to make him actually have to dig in and question why he's still here. And so this could be the last time. No. <laughs> I, think I think it's producing the show. I think, I, I think, think that's why I stayed. Yeah. Yeah. Couldn't, couldn't be it. <laughs> yeah. So um, I guess I'll go. Let, let's, yeah, let's talk to some folks here. Uh, Cindy, Cindy uh, used to work with us over there at uh, us screen. So hi. So great to see you thriving after so many years working together. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. We, um, we still hang out, Cindy. So, uh, <laughs> and then Ramona says, I used to be a numbers person, love the challenge of balanced books. There you go. Good, good, good. Um, Becky, saw you pop in there. Good morning. And uh, hello, Mr. Dot Tone Dan uh, from Tennessee. So, yeah, you guys that are tuned in, uh, we're, we're doing good so far. So, I'm not going to jinx it. If there's wood under here. We'll start knocking on that. Um, but uh, we, we want to hear from you guys. What, what, how did you get into the industry? And uh, and then, you know, what what keeps you around? What, what keeps you coming back for more each and every day? And uh, so I'll share. Eric will share. We'll see if we can track down a few more people here. Uh, we got to get Cindy back here. Cindy, if you're tuned in. Uh, Rena, if you're running around listening, get over here. You get you, you got to be on. And uh, 
Is Jay Bissell alive? Should we get him to? to... I, had, I had breakfast with Jay. He is alive. Okay, that's good. No, no, nothing happened. All right. Um, <laughs> so let's see here. What was the question again? Uh, how did you get involved in the industry? It's, it's Terry's fault. Um, no. <laughs> I, I went home early. <laughs> okay. So um, how far back do I need to go? Just to, yeah. Well, okay. I got involved in the industry. So uh, let me go a little bit before I got involved. So I was living in Colorado Springs, Colorado. I was uh, selling printing, like catalogs and flyers and things like that. And um, I, in where I lived in Colorado Springs and where we worked, Hewlett Packard had a huge facility across the way, and I uh, actually did really well with Hewlett Packard. So I thought I was a great salesman. I was an order taker. Um, and so then I decided to move back home to Phoenix. Uh, my, my family had moved there. My son, uh, who was probably just three, four or five years old at the time, had, had moved back to Phoenix. And uh, so I came back to be closer to him, and I found another job doing the same thing, selling digital printing. Uh, this was at a time when the Heidelberg direct to imaging systems had just come out. So to be able to get the um, prints done like next day, and that's why Hewlett Packard loved it because they could get like 50 little sales sheets for something. And, yeah. and, and we loved it because we could charge them a ton because we could do it quicker than any other printers out there. Right. So come to Phoenix, a uh, little different market down there. Uh, th there was several uh, Heidelberg DIs in uh, in Phoenix, so it was a little more competitive. And uh, I realized I was not all that great at sales. <laughs> I just, I didn't have the drive to go out there and, and be the salesperson. I, I realize now uh, I'm an educator is really what, uh, what I was able to do. And so I would help people and help them solve problems. And, and that's how I would sell stuff. But Anyhow, somebody kept telling me that Scott Fresner, who you already brought up, used to buy a ton of printing from this new company that I went to work for in Phoenix. And so the one thing I do have, we show up uh, every week for 517 episodes. I, I can be a little persistent. <laughs> and so I kept calling. Thank goodness Bill Strange actually worked there because um, when I, I can't remember the, who was the lady that was there at the very, I think she was still there when you showed up like asha or something like that is that yeah. name sound familiar okay well she was a heck of a gatekeeper so i could never get through to scott but every once in a while bill would answer the phone and uh, you know just have a great chat with bill and the next thing you know i'm talking to scott on the phone <laughs> and so scott finally one day said all right come on in i'll i'll hear you out and uh i i come in i sit down i'm thinking oh man i got it i you know this is gonna be great i'm finally gonna be getting a uh <laughs> Uh, some business so I can actually start paying my bills. And um, I get in there. He, he says, okay, well, we just bought these Epson 3000s. We do all of our printing in-house now. Uh, and so I don't need any printing, but I need a sales guy. And you are very persistent. And that's what I'm looking for. <laughs> and he's like, so what do you think? Would you come? And, and he offered me a, a base plus commission. And so I'm you know, inside going, oh, my God, when can I start? <laughs> but I had to try to play it cool. So I'm like, well, you know, I'm doing pretty good, but you know, let, let me think about it and I'll, I'll get back to you. And like the next day I called him back and said, okay, I gave my two weeks notice. And <laughs> he heard you offside in the parking lot going, woohoo. Yeah. <laughs> probably so. I, I'm sure I didn't hide it very well, but um, <laughs> there you go. There you go. Well, <laughs> um, so that, that's how I got into it. I, so I started with us screen. Um, when I started there, it was Scott and Pat, which Pat's his wife, and then their kids, Michael and Michelle. And then there was the uh, part-time lady at the front. I think it, her name was Asha. There was the, the young lady that did the shipping in the back, Cheryl yeah. Cartwright, and Bill Strange. I was then... His real name, by the way. Not his stage name. His yeah. real name, Bill Strange. Real, real name, Bill Strange. In <laughs> fact, the great part about Bill is he was just such a fun guy that he would answer the phone and say, this is Bill Strange, strange, unusual, just as it sounds. <laughs> yeah. So I, uh, I, I got there. Um, I was the fourth employee and, uh, it was, it was just cool. You know, by the time you got there, you know, we were still having lunch every day, kind of as a, as a crew table. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It was our sales meeting. Right. And, and it just cost him a couple of burritos. So, um, <laughs> and, uh, it, that, so it was really cool. And, getting to see so 
here's the other part that kind of I'm kind of leading into what kept me around, right? Is two days after I started, I got put on a plane to Chicago. This is when Impressions was at the McCormick place still. And I got uh, put on that plane to Chicago, apparently because it was so last minute, um, they, they booked my flight with points and the only available seats were in first class. So I'm going, sweet. This is how we roll. We're rolling for, (laughs) yeah, we're rolling first class. I, I, I go in, um, so again, it was so last minute that the show was already started. I got there the morning of the show started, so I didn't have to do setup. And then, um, again, the flights didn't really work out. So I stayed an extra night and a company that I don't see around a whole lot anymore. Zante. Remember, remember them, the, the laser printers. And I think they still, uh, do, do a little bit, but uh, yeah, yeah. Um, just in different areas, not so much in our industry anymore, but they were, they were pretty aggressive into the industry at that point. And we were, we were selling those machines and, uh, before, you know, the inkjet film positives came out, we were using the Zante for film positives and (laughs) they, they took, they took me out to the, um, house of blues and, (laughs) oh man, we had a good time. And so, um, that, that's, uh, you know, kind of got me hooked and, but the cool part about being at that show, I obviously knew nothing about screen printing, about, you know, the decorated apparel industry, but what was cool is I got to sit there and listen. And what I realized is that everybody's kind of got all the exact same questions. They just word it the same way. So once I started hearing the answers, I'm like, okay, I just got to listen, share and, you know, at that time, yeah, we were taking orders, right? So we were selling fast films at the time, the color separation software, and Scott would do his little presentation and um, we would uh, take orders. So again, I went from going, oh man, I'm, I'm a really good salesperson because HP just happened to be there. And then to, oh my gosh, I'm not a very good salesperson to, oh my God, I'm a good salesperson again. But again, I was just an order taker. So, you know, uh, I, I remember when uh, Bill used to say at that, that shows how do you guys sell so much and we hit it down scott would do his presentation you and i would drift over behind the order desk and just start taking credit cards i i remember having credit cards in between my fingers yeah. because people wanted to pay a thousand dollars for that software you just call out their name they come up take the order call out the next person's <laughs> name yeah that we were we were selling hard we were <laughs> yeah all while poor bill was explaining for 30 minutes uh how the how to print t-shirt for fun and profit book for 40 dollars was going to uh help them out um all right well uh dot tone dan here says uh when i first met aaron uh, it was at a show what working for scott yeah i i do remember that because uh, i believe at that time dan you were a uh, disney employee if i if i recall correctly dan so correct me if i'm wrong and I thought that was the coolest thing ever. Oh my God, I'm talking to somebody who works for Disney. <laughs> so that was pretty cool. Um, so I guess just to wrap up though, to finish kind of why I stayed beyond that, obviously the, the people and that kind of thing. But but what I what I really was excited about was just, so going back to mentioning about my dad, you know, he really specialized in working with small businesses in his CPA firm. I mean, he did work for everybody, but um, uh, he really helped a lot of small businesses. And I just thought that was the coolest thing that people would, you know, kind of break the norm, right? It, you know, do, I'm not going to go work the nine to five. I'm going to do my own thing. I'm going to build something that's valuable. And I just thought that was the coolest thing. And when I saw that we could then in this industry really help small businesses, because if, if you think about what we do, a lot of the stuff that we do, it's a fairly low barrier of entry. Right. You get into some other industries, you've got to come with some pretty big capital. But like, you know, I've kind of fallen in love over the years with sublimation and you can be a very successful sublimation decorator and two twenty five hundred dollars, maybe. I mean, that's that's probably more than lots of people actually started with. But, you know, to really kind of go, okay, let's start here. You get a good heat press. You you get a decent printer, you know, and, and and ink and. You're good. I mean, you could probably do it for way less. So, which is really cool because then it brings those creative people. I think what the challenge then became, and this was the part that really hooked me, is that that my problem solving abilities then showed up because that that's like 
okay, I get what you're trying to do. I know that you're, you know, you can't invest in anything else. So how, how do we figure out to get from point A to point B? Sometimes that's a, a band-aid for a little bit, right? But um, that, that, so that's really what hooked me is just being able to watch these small businesses be able to thrive, watch them um, be creative, industrious. And, uh, and so I, I just figured out, you know what, as long as I'm helping small businesses grow, I'm going to, I'm going to keep doing it. And, and honestly, throughout my career, as that kind of focus on supporting small businesses change and, and not in a bad way, I mean, just companies do change and evolve and end up working in different ways with different types of people. You know, I could kind of feel that my time with them was coming to the end until I finally got brave enough. Thanks very much to uh, Todd Downing for helping me uh, get our success group off the ground. And, and, you know, now it's on me. So scary stuff. <laughs> you know, Aaron, when you say that about the small businesses and, and, and having success, uh, I was in the workhorse booth over here next to us yesterday and the videographer, his, his videography team uh, is also a decorator, multiple automatic presses. And he came by and he goes, I know you don't remember me, but I, I came to your class in Phoenix uh, about eight years ago. And I just wanted to come over and shake your hand and, and tell you, uh, you know, things are going great. I've, you know, doing lots of production. I also own this videography company. And so, you know, that makes you feel good when you, when you actually get a chance to talk to those people that, that were in the class, you know, gobbling up all the, all the information you're sharing and then taking it home and, yeah. and having successful businesses. And, and so I'd love to hear their stories. Yeah, yeah. yeah I totally agree. And I, I think for, for the regulators that are tuned in right now, here's what I'm hoping that they're taking from this. Obviously we're having a good time here. We're sitting here, you know, we get to say hi to people as they walk by, we're going to start grabbing some other people and get them in here. We're going to have Eric talk in just a second, but for you guys, if you think about it, right. To ask that second question. Okay. H how you got into the business. Great. But, but I want people to really think about that second question. Why is it that you're staying? And, and I think that's really important because yeah, like I said, I can kind of, I've gotten to a point where I've learned enough to, to where I can kind of sense when I'm getting off track. And so now I can make a change, but I think sometimes people forget to ask that second question and then they just get in that rut and they stay there. Right. And so, um, you know, for those of the regulars that are tuned in that are small business owners or, or even working for somebody, right. It's you gotta have a, ask that second question, maybe the third question and stuff like that. So, um, thank you for bringing that up. All right. So, Eric, what do you what do you think here? Should we uh, hit a quick uh, commercial break to to let everybody breathe for a second, and then uh, we'll uh, you can uh, yeah there you go. Radical goal getters would be perfect. So let's do that, Eric. Are you feeling stuck in your journey? Have you made investments in programs or put time into your business and can't seem to get there fast enough? Don't go it alone. Take a look at Radical Goal Getters and unlock what you've been missing. Radical Goal Getters is a facilitated six-month mastermind program designed by Success Principles trainers who have led masterminds for Mr. Jack Canfield. These cohorts are your ticket to success in just six months. It's not just another program or training class. It will become your success community. This specific proven concept is the support, accountability, and expert guidance you need to break through barriers. Visit RadicalGoalGetters.com to learn more and apply for your life-changing opportunity. New mastermind groups are now forming. Imagine achieving your number one goal, being truly fulfilled, all while being surrounded by like-minded peers who cheer you on every step of the way. That's the Radical Goal Getters difference. All you have to do is apply at RadicalGoalGetters.com today. All right, folks. So uh, if you get a chance, go check that out. Aaron's program, uh, RadicalGoalGetters.com is where you go find that. And that's uh, just something exciting going on with Aaron. Those groups have been really uh, energizing over there. Something to check out. Uh, though, now we're back. And very obviously, Aaron is off searching for some other talent. You know, we can't. Terry does a lot of lifting here being the talent. But, you know, sometimes <laughs> we have to have other folks here. We, we think that's what he's doing. He just got up and walked away. So we... <laughs> Maybe he, yeah, he didn't know why he stayed. He probably thought the show was over. You know? Oh, hey, you know, well, his his promo's over, so <laughs> why, why hang out, right? All right? And he's heard me talk before, and I'm going to talk about how I got into the industry and why I stay. And uh, frankly, it's how I got into the industry in the first place was it was a job I was doing in college. That's the real answer. The answer is I fell in. I slid in sideways. Like Terry says, armed with his degree in journalism, while armed with my potential degree in English medieval studies, I found myself working for a t-shirt shop. And you know, I just saw a job posting for that. 
yeah. <laughs> medieval studies. Yeah, I could start over. You never know. But yeah, sincerely, we started out, we were working in a shop and I was the guy who was hucking boxes in the back of a truck, right? So most of the work I was doing was all about just literally working in the back of the truck, working with the production staff and doing that stuff. So at first, I did not have any machinations to be part of the decorating staff. However, they started putting me on uh, operator duties. They're like, hey, were you willing to run this machine? And I said, yeah, anything that I can run, I'm willing to do it. Any piece of tech, I, I'm happy to push buttons on because I was always kind of a techie kid. So they stick me behind the machine, start operating those. I learned to run a couple of uh, six needle Tajimas, which is going to also age me a little bit. They were old machines when we started, but they were still, I still ran some pretty old hardware. And once that started in, uh, operated for a little while, got good at that and noticed under the, under a dust cover in the corner i'm like there's a computer back there and i'm a techie person so i'm like man i i would love to check what that is turns out it was a digitizing system people were afraid to use it and i i checked it out i was like if it was a computer i wanted to play with it because <laughs> i was a teenager who was over there trying to honestly get on the internet for free on the boss's dime and hang out right well turns out it's digitizing and i'm like i can control these machines myself it's super awesome stuff so i got to go ahead and do that and that was the, the start of it right uh, digitizing within three months. And this is what I didn't know. Everybody said it takes you a year to get good. Well, within three months, I was doing all the production digitizing with my first jobs. And unbeknownst to me, my very first job digitizing, which was horrible, by the way. It was terrible, looked bad, ran bad. Turns out my, my uh, the owner of the company I was at worked for some guys out in New York. It was for uh, the one of the kids of the current head of Nautica, oh. the clothing brand Nautica. So my very first embroidery was something for the high school uh, graduation for his kid. And I, I didn't know. I turned over a horrible job for somebody from a massive clothing company. Luckily, it wasn't fatal. <laughs> they kept me on, and I, I learned, but entirely on my own, kind of in the dark, doing my own thing, uh, learned how to do the digitizing myself. Within three months, I was doing full production. And without going too far into it, because we have other folks we want to get into, I'm just going to go briefly into my answer about why I stay and why I think we all stay. Um, First, first of all, the creative problem solving and doing something creative, being able to make something real and physical out of the computer stuff that I was used to as a techie kid was awesome. And I loved making that creative stuff. Secondly, I loved helping people express themselves because we got to make the coolest stuff that really helps people identify themselves and show what they belong to. And third, getting to educate people. Whereas I had to learn entirely in the dark, kind of trial and error, beating my head against the wall and staying late nights because my boss uh, very graciously let me stay whatever unpaid hours I wanted to to learn. <laughs> Sat at those machines by myself learning. And it was, you know, it was really impressive, really great. Loved doing it. But I didn't want somebody else to suffer like I did to learn. So when it came time to teach, I started teaching and I've been doing so ever since. First, hanging out with these guys, I did some... Uh, award stuff where I turned in some pieces to Stitches Magazine at the time, won a couple of awards, and they said, hey, could you write a blog? And that was 2006. And now I'm still teaching units every time we're here. So why do I stay now? Uh, because I get to help people not only through the education that we do so they don't have to do trial and error like I, I did coming up, but secondarily because uh, working also where I work now within Brilliance, I get to help new people who are just starting to digitize have the tools they need to do what they want to do and express themselves and run their own businesses. And I think what's funny is just like Aaron said, with small business, one of the things that touched me the most is I had a guy uh, from Canada who worked, ran a business. He said, I've been following your stuff the entire time I, I started this business. And he's like, you know what, man, you paid for my kids braces this year. <laughs> That's awesome. And I was like, that touched me. I was like, I was like, Hey man, he's like, I took your advice on something and it totally cut all this process down and you keep paid for my kids braces. I'm like, that is as most real world as you can get. Right. <laughs> All right. You know, Eric, we have to I have to call you out a little bit because back when you were a regular guest on Two Regular Guys, sometime during the conversation, and we weren't on video, uh, we would say, uh, Eric, are you, are you digitizing right now? <laughs> yeah, not only that, sometimes while I'm producing, I'm still digitizing right now. <laughs> so I don't want to tell them. If, if you guys have used any fonts and in Brilliance recently, at least some of those were made while I was producing the show. Yeah. yeah. And and then to also answer the question about why Eric stayed is we actually have his leg chained to the desk right now. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, as you guys can tell, we've got another guest that's joined us here. We've got uh, Kevin with Chromaline joining us. Hey, Kevin. Um, so we're going to get this over to you. But, Terry, you want to ask him the questions, please? We'll do that. So, Kevin, how did you get involved in the industry? Yeah. So I started out in high school. So in high school, my shop class 
had a graphics program. So I started with screen printing in this graphics program in high school, and I really enjoyed it. It, I, it just kind of clung to me. It just seemed like a really good fit. I started printing for some of my friends' bands and stuff like that, right? And that's, I mean, that's kind of a similar story that I've seen with a bunch of people, right? For my own band, for my friends' bands, that kind of stuff. And that's kind of where that where that really started and where that love of it started. Um, my shop teacher in high school, I asked him, I said, where, where can I go to college and, and really take this to the next level? And he said, UW-Stoke, which has an excellent printing and graphics program. So I went to UW-Stoke and I got my four-year degree and I packed it into five years. And <laughs> I, uh, so I, and, and what, and what that, that GCM program was, graphic communication management, was all forms of printing. And to be fair, screen printing was even such a, a small portion of what that program was, um, even though it was the, the printing form that I just kind of fell in love with more than, than the rest of them, right? Um, to finish that, to finish my degree, I had to do an internship. So I interned with CFAR, the mesh manufacturer. Um, and I was, I was there for one semester, had to go back, finish school, and then they hired me on full-time as their application specialist. Um, so I was I was their application specialist for about six years, and then I found my way to, to Chromaline. I've been with Chromaline now for over um, almost 14 years, and it's uh, it's been an excellent ride so far, yeah. It's been that, fun. That's awesome. You know, uh, so you kind of grew up in the industry starting in high school, so, but, but what made you stay in the industry? So, I mean, I, I think, well, one, I just really fell in love with the process, right? So, I mean, they can come out with all these new digital processes and everything like that, but I'm, I really feel the old school art form of coding your screens and the, the whole entire exposure process, everything of that process I really fell in love with. And that's kind of, you know, what I gravitated towards now when I get into my job at Chromaline. I really enjoy helping people and and them being able to, to gravitate towards that and and find their niche in the in the process as well. And as we all know, people struggle with the screen room. When we talk about screen printing, the screen room is a struggle for a lot of people starting in this. So if I can help a couple people and help them kind of get through some of those roadblocks and and help get on the right path, that's that's kind of why I'm staying. Absolutely. You know, I love that you say that because in my screen printing classes, I always say, you know, it's, it's screen printing. It's all about the screen. If you get the screens right, you're 90% there. Absolutely. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's called screen printing for a reason. The screen is important. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. Well, I, I think you count officially as a garment decorating nerd like the rest of us. So welcome. Yeah, I, I appreciate that. I, I take that as a, a badge of honor, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> Here, I got a quick question for Kevin. Kevin, so tell us a little bit about uh, Chromaline. Anything new and exciting over there, and just kind of give us a little rundown for people that might not be familiar. Yeah. So as as far as Chromaline goes, we manufacture uh, premium emulsions, inkjet films, a full line of chemical screen chemicals, and we have all kinds of equipment to automate your screen room too. So from everything from automated coders to automated reclaim, automated exposure units like the LTS system, we pretty much can offer anything for the screen room, you know, from from front to back. Output okay. systems with inkjet film to for printers with inkjet film. So it doesn't matter if you're a small shop or if you're a massive shop trying to automate the entire process. We've got things that can fit for every single every single shop. I think Aaron talking about the Epson 3000 for film output might predate you a little bit. Yeah, well, I, I have worked with that one. Really? Yeah, and and that honestly was was a really workhorse of a of a oh, printer, right? I mean, it, there were so many of those printers in between then and now that have just been almost like a throwaway printer, yeah, yeah. head problems and everything, right? Um, so I've actually been testing the new Epson uh, T3170X which uses, doesn't use cartridges. It actually uses a tank. So we've got bottles of ink that just plug in, and you would fill all four of those tanks with the all-black system. No chips, none of the problems. So it's it seems like it's going to be a, a pretty good option here going forward. Yeah. I didn't know that either. That's awesome. 
Thanks for sharing. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks for stopping yeah, by and appreciate it very much. Sir. Have a good show. Yeah. Have a good show. Good Enjoy. Thanks, guys. All right. Now we had a line of people here uh, ready to go on on the air, and <laughs> and they they seem to have drifted away. <laughs> All right. I think Aaron's going to go over and grab somebody else. We have any more comments uh, that we want to share here? Uh, Rugs, how you doing, Rugs? Uh, great topic. Personally, can't wait to see what's next. And cheers. So. I, you know what? I can move out of the way and <laughs> we're gonna we're we have two guests that apparently are negotiating. <laughs> yes, we've we've negotiated the terms of them joining the show. Um, so come on in, Cindy. You want to scooch over there, and then uh, <laughs> all right, yeah, we're we're doing the musical chairs. We got the the one mic that we're passing around here, so. We have, and you guys are very familiar. <laughs> all right, there we go. Yeah, we'll, we'll get that all moved. Um, so I'm going to see if I can do this from back here. So we'll, we'll see how this goes. No, you're good. You're good. You're good. Uh, you, you can you can see me right in the screen there. Okay. <laughs> What's it feel like to be on the other side of the screen here? Love it. <laughs> all right. Well, let's let's introduce it here. We've got uh, Cindy King, and uh, and we also have Mandy from applique getaway is where you would know mandy from so um all right lady <laughs> yeah mandy has a fan club so does cindy i love it um okay so ladies thank you so much for being here and joining us too and we're having a good time and uh but we, we've been asking people a how you got into the industry so let's start there um so cindy can i start with you can you give us a little history of how you got into this industry well, I've always been a seamstress, but in our town, there was one big, big embroidery company. And if you wanted something, you may have to wait three or four weeks to get your product, even if it was six caps. Okay. So I started out with a single head because I'd have a baseball team come in and they needed 12 hats and the coaches wanted two special different ones. And so it was always a time frame thing. Yeah. So uh, that's what got me started. So I had a single head, and when you're, when you're running 144 caps on a single head, it's not all that fun. <laughs> so then uh, we, and we're, we're already screen printers. Okay. And uh, so then I moved up to uh, forehead, and, you know, that made a life easier. And then I've got a six head, and that made life even. So um, that's how I got started in the business. But I love sewing. I love the art of it i don't get to do the fun art like applique getaway type thing where you're doing creative and having fun i'm more commercial logos companies schools yeah, that yeah, type yeah. of thing but that's how because of the fact that waiting on your product from the big people yeah that yeah. was my big thing excellent yeah so so cindy yeah I, i'm you may have said this but uh yeah when did you get into you said you're also screen printers and whatnot so just around about time when you got it because you've been doing this for a little bit right uh with screen printing we well for ourselves we've been doing it over 30 years okay so all right wonderful and then just kept evolving so all right mandy your turn uh, so what what how, how'd you get into the industry well, accidentally i i got into it accidentally yeah. i i picked it up as a hobby to get my mind off of other things going on in my world and then the neighborhood found out and I started stitching stuff. So it, and it's still an accidental business. It, it stays in my house as an accidental business. It's a great side hustle and I love it. Yeah. And I've been doing it for about 11 years. So, so what, what drew you to it? What was the, when I'm doing it, I don't have to think about anything else, but that. Yeah. Yeah. I think my mental health drew me to it. Weird, quite weird answer, but it is what it is. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Well, okay. So the follow-up question here, and, I, and we were talking about this a little bit earlier, you know, sometimes people don't really ask that second question. I think this is really important for us to think about as business owners and just as people in this industry. Why did you stay? You said about 30 years, Cindy, you know, I'm sure they weren't all excellent days every single day, but uh, maybe they were for you. I think they probably are because you're that awesome. But um, <laughs> so 
Yeah, that's right. I want to ask you for something later. Um, no, but um, so yeah. So just kind of tell us a little bit about what what keeps it keeps keeps you going. Why why did you stay? So again, we're going to start with you, Cindy. Here. Well, I just love it. Uh, I love the fact that you can put a design in your machine and you come out with something fantastic looking. Uh, I don't necessarily do much of the digitizing, but I have a great group of people that do friends. And uh, it's I just, kind of, yeah, yeah, <laughs> I, I, yeah. And it's just the fun of seeing your end product. Now, the last two weeks have been crazy sewing my eyeballs out. So sometimes I'm like, but I had a customer come in and he goes, when are y'all going to retire? And I go, I don't think I ever will because I love doing this. Yeah. Uh, and, and I do get to stop every now and then and do some fun things yep. for myself. So, but I just love it. That's fine. All right, Mandy, your turn. All right. What, uh, what, what keeps you going every day? Yeah. Yeah. Why, 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 why do you stay? Because I like, I like it to pay for itself and I enjoy doing it. And I like the spending money. And I, I like that when I go into that room, nobody else bothers me. <laughs> 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 no, that that's so perfect. But but I also like what you said. You know, you talked about the mental health aspect of it, where where it can help you there. Could could you expand on that a little bit more? And and you know, just maybe some other folks out there are kind of feeling like you know they've got some challenges going on. And and so, how did you see the industry in improving your mental health? Sometimes you have to make yourself a job that you enjoy so much that everything else going wrong in your world is insignificant. Sometimes some days you get in you get into your office and you relax and not the other way around. And the person who can do that is blessed just like me, just like Cindy. Yeah. And sometimes your mental health deserves that blessing. Everybody should be able to do something that they love every single day. All right. So la last thing for you, just anything you guys want to uh, shout out, anything new and good in your world? Uh, you, just just anything. You've got a few listeners here that, uh, you know, you can share anything you want with them. So open mic. <laughs> hey, Ramona. Hello. <laughs> I don't know if Barb's on. Uh, does Barb usually watch on yeah. the tube? Anyway, Barb, I just got a post bed machine. I just purchased it. I'm really excited. <laughs> <laughs> no, but we love the, I love the two regular guys and I try to always watch them. Sometimes they interfere with one of my other sewing shows, but I'll flip back and forth. But it, these are great guys and a great group of people. It's a, it's a family. It's a community. Oh, something new in my world. My youngest child moved out. So I got one more room to craft in. <laughs> Cheers to me. <laughs> Hey, Mandy, you were talking about uh, the people might know you through Applique Getaway, um, and, and I haven't seen all the specific details, but I think they've got something coming up pretty soon, right? A, a, an event. We have the virtual Applique Getaway coming up, and you can go online and register for it now at AppliqueGetaway.com. Yeah. And I registered yesterday, and I've already paid my money. Yes, register, get on. It's 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 such a great way to get some wonderful classes. Yeah. And it's right in your home. And I was going to say, even if you don't get to watch all the classes, I like to support them. And that's another way to support them, just being a registered uh, person. So, yeah. anyway. Well, you guys are incredible and amazing. Thank you so much for your time and uh, stopping by. And, yeah, I'm glad you found us, too. He commented before, and we're like, and then by the time we saw it, you were standing right there. And we're like, oh, we're right here. <laughs> all right, you guys, have a great day. All righty. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. All right. So where, where are we at here? Oh man, we were the, the timing. Um, yeah, we, we had a few other people, but I think, I think we're okay. Right. We're, we're good. Well, let's, yeah, we're going to get Terry out of here in just one second. Um, so let's, uh, Dan, did we get that one already? Um, I'm still here in the industry because as an artist, I found I was able to learn from other teachers, trade magazine articles, contributors that allowed me to dig deep and learn what it's needed in order to produce my images, illustrations better. After learning so much, like Superman learning he has powers, he used them for good of the people. I, too, offer up what I know for the good of the people, and I don't wear a cape. 
Yeah. <laughs> Real superheroes don't wear capes, Dan. So I love it. I love it. Love it. Love it. Uh, Ramona's prepping uh, for to be a teacher this year. Congrats, Ramona, for applique getaway virtual. Um, all right. Well, let's uh, close up here with uh, what we've got coming up and uh, then we'll we'll get the secret sauce and uh, amazing. Oh, there's Kim Johnson, everybody. Hi, Kim Johnson. <laughs> she's gonna be mad at me i think probably I don't know. all right uh terry what is coming up in uh, your world here soon all right i have my complete screenwriting business course at workhorse products right here next to us at workhorse are giving away two passes to the september 23rd 24th event otherwise it's sold out so i'll be there november or i'm sorry december 9th and 10th uh, on this Thursday, Jay Bissell and I are going to be hosting the Equipment Zone webinar called DTG Days, and it's been nearly 20 years, so we're bringing together a host of guests to talk about the start and the middle and, and where we're going with DTG, and Aaron, you're going to be one of the guests there, so sign up free for that at EquipmentZone.com, and I have to tell you, gentlemen, that I just got an email, and the seminar that I'm going to be uh, hosting uh, they said they're running way early. Can you rush over to the seminar hall? So I'm going to leave you guys here to wrap up. Okay. All right, sounds good. <laughs> Have, right, bye. bye, Terry. All right. Well, here, we'll, we'll do this then. <laughs> Eric, um, do you have uh, what you, you got, what you need here? You, you ready to share what you got coming up? To be honest, folks, mostly what I'm going to tell you is that the take up is going to probably be postponed today. I think we're not going to be able to do this live because I am here live gathering information at Impressions Expo. Uh, if I can go live, you'll probably get a slightly unscheduled direct live where we go ahead and do something where we just talk about what we're seeing here at the show and the stuff that's going on. But you will get a makeup kind of episode from me later on down the road where I talk about the education we did here and everything that I learned from the embroiderers here and what they took away from learning from me. So go ahead and go to ericcampbell.com. Check out the take up tab at the top and you'll be able to catch that and all of the archived episodes from the previous session. So go there this week if you have to. We'll certainly try and get in a brief live, but we're going to postpone the live show in the normal slot today so that we can go ahead and let me finish up my time here at Impressions Expo. But until then, check out aircampbell.com and you'll be hearing from me soon with all the information from the expo. Excellent. Cool. Check that out and uh, make sure you go to ericcampbell.com. Um, all right. For me, Eric, uh, I have the five keys of marketing workshop happening. It's a uh, five day workshop that happens next week and uh, September 18th through the 22nd. And uh, we're going to help you build a 12 week marketing roadmap and uh, build out that plan to have the best fourth quarter yet. And uh, it's really exciting. Uh, it's uh, something that's part of the Our Success Group membership program. But uh, if you are not an Our Success Group member, you can also still join us. Just head over to Our Success Group dot com forward slash five keys marketing that's a number five keys marketing and uh, check that out um obviously we're here at the impressions expo show so uh, lots of good stuff still happening here and uh, they're already getting excited about their long beach show next year so i know you're going to have some more news about that in the coming weeks hopefully we'll see how that goes but um looking forward to that uh, also printing united is still uh, going on this year not still like it wasn't going to happen but it, meaning there's still another show left this year. I'm already thinking about 2024, but we have the Printing United Expo coming up really soon, uh, October 18th through the 20th in Atlanta, Georgia. And uh, I actually have two sessions that I will be teaching there this year, uh, Wednesday, October 18th at 2 p.m. Uh, Eastern time there in Atlanta. Uh, I'm doing pricing for profit strategies for setting pricing that works for your business. And uh, then the next day on Thursday, October 19th at uh, noontime, um, so somebody bring me some lunch. No, I was kidding. Um, <laughs> I'm going to be talking about building a strong marketing foundation, the key elements for attracting your ideal customers. And then uh, last but not least here, uh, if you haven't already had a chance to check it out, my book is out there available as an ebook currently with pre-orders of the uh, paperback version available to you as well. So it's uh, the book is called The Fundamentals of Business Success. And uh, I, I'm really excited about the people that have gotten that uh, the, the book already and, and some of the comments and things that I've been getting back from them. I just really appreciate all the the wonderful feedback and, and the great reviews. I, I think that uh, we're going to be able to help some small businesses with it. So I'm, I'm excited about that. But Eric, we are uh, ready to, to do some secret sauce so we can get everybody out here and uh, and uh, get get back on the show floor. And 
we we might do the half though folks just fyi so stay tuned yeah see how it goes but let's uh let's cook up this uh batch of secret sauce here eric Today's flavorful, flavorful topic is crucial for every business owner out there. The difference between working on your business versus working in your business. So I want you to think of this like cooking a gourmet meal, a gourmet dish. When you're working in your business, you're right there, your hands deep in all the mix and adding the ingredients and stirring the pot. And, you know, it's the immediate hands-on work that gets the dish cooked. That's the working in your business. You have to have the end result. So working in your business is necessary and, and even crucial at times. But who's refining that recipe if you're always working in, right? Who's ensuring that each time you make that thing, that dish gets better, it's more efficient, it's more delicious. So that's where the working on your business comes into play. It's about stepping back, tasting the dish and figuring out what it needs Maybe it's a pinch of salt. Maybe it's a dash of spice, right? It, it's about refining that recipe and setting the menu for your future and ensuring that each time you serve it up, it's a hit. Now, I'm sure some of you guys might be thinking, uh, well, I'm too busy cooking to refine the recipe, right? Uh, but, but here's what I know is true. Working on your business means that, that the fact that it might seem like something you just don't have time for. But when you're feeling overwhelmed by being responsible for so many things, but, but it's the only way to, to actually work on your business, it's the only way to get beyond that overwhelmed feeling, right? So it's, it's the old saying that uh, you can't see the forest for the trees. Um, so as, as chefs, as business owners here, we have to, um, we have to back up from it, right? We have to understand that we can't just always be getting our hands dirty. We have to look at the overall process. It's, it's about being proactive and, and not only being reactive all of the time. So when, when you invest time in working on the business, it's like, like things like elevating your business plan, um, doing things like improving your policies, optimizing your workflows, and other similar responsibilities, you're combating that overwhelm and fear, and then you're going to have more clarity and confidence. And when you have that uh, more clarity and confidence, then that's going to mean fewer complaints, fewer returns, fewer challenges that you're unprepared for, and, and ultimately just happier customers and happier you just by working on your business. And there's another benefit here, Eric. It's, it's called passion, right? When you love what you're doing and you know exactly why you're doing it and you're having fun operating from a state of flow, right? Over time, we can get bogged down in the details, the daily grind, right? that passion can start to, you know, not be so bright and vibrant, right? <laughs> not be so hot. <laughs> but when you go back to, and then work on your business and you start being strategic and proactive, you kind of turn up the heat on that passion and you kind of rekindle that flame. So I want to leave you guys with a, a quick recipe to go along with our secret sauce theme here um, of how to work on your business more, right? So dedicate 15% of your business time to working on type task. You know, that could again be refining your business plan, brainstorming new strategies or, or any other big picture tasks. So let's say you commit 40 hours a week to your business, like a typical employer might uh, require of you for that opportunity to build their business, right? The, the 40 hour work week. Um, here, here's the deal. If, if you if that's that number for you, 40 hours is what you have available to you to work on your to, to work on and in your business. Just six hours. That's all you need. It's it's just six hours. It's 51 minutes a day. And and if you're sitting there going, Aaron, I don't know where I'm going to get six hours a week. Right. I'm already got this jam packed schedule. Well, I would say the first working on your business task you need to do is to do a simple time study. Right? Just get out a pad of paper and every time you switch tasks, write it down. And then you can go back and review that and find out, okay, what can be delegated, what can be dumped, and just make that commitment to your success, right? So that those, those 50 to 60 minutes a day are the secret ingredients to your business success and falling in love with your business all over again. So that is my secret sauce for today. <music>
We've done it. We've come to the close of another show. We want to thank you guys for tuning in. We want to thank the internet gods for allowing this to work out today. Um, and, and I want to thank Eric for uh, sitting in front of the camera and still making all the button clicks and keeping this thing running and, and doing a great job. Thanks to Terry. Thanks to all of our guests. Thanks to all the people that stopped in and uh, and shared a little bit about their story. Thanks to you guys, the regulars that jumped in there and shared your story as well. And uh, we really appreciate all of that. So, uh, Eric, I think uh, we have done it. I, w- now, w- one last thing before we go here. We do, uh, we're do. working on next week's show. So what topics do you guys want? Who do we need to talk to? Uh, send, send us those comments or reach out to us at info at two regular guys. So I will uh, let you uh, take over for Terry time here. Yeah, you got it. All right. Uh, so I'm not going to thank myself, <laughs> but I will say this. Glad to have you guys on. It was great to do this show. But until then, uh, I'm Eric Campbell sitting in for Terry Combs. He's Aaron Montgomery. And that was the two regular guys. Here we go. We're out. <laughs> awesome. Thank you for listening to Two Regular Guys. Check out our website at tworegularguys.com. That's the number two, regularguys.com. You can also interact with us over at our Facebook page, facebook.com slash tworegularguys, or send us a tweet, twitter.com slash tworegularguys. And we have a YouTube page. You can find all that from our website, tworegularguys.com. Thanks for tuning in, and we look forward to spending some time with you again next week.